theme music for the podcast. Uh, we don't actually have any theme music, so someone will probably make one up for us. I don't want to name any. Rachel, I hope it's Rachel that does that for the podcast. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're back in the tiny room. One one day, I'm not doing the bit. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> he, he wants me to do a voice to go with the tiny room. We're back in the it's, tiny room. It's tiny room. Yeah. <laughs> tiny room. One of the abiding rules of Michael and Benjamin's podcast is no Rick and Morty voices. No which, Rick and Morty voices, which I don't always keep. <laughs> it's, it's a hard thing to do. It's, it, I quite often swap into Rick and Morty. Because let's be honest, if, if you're into the stuff we're into... And you're, and you're not watching Rick and Morty. Well, you can just stop listening. Yeah. We, we appreciate your patronage. However, <laughs> do we have a no longer? <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. We're we're working adults. We're we're fine. Yeah, we we we're, we're fine. <laughs> we don't need your we don't need your money. But if you'd like to send us money, <laughs> round envelopes are fine. Yeah, mysterious benefactors, also fine. Is what we like. Ben, surprising news. We've had a tweet. A tweet, eh? We've had a tweet. Why? Why, Michael? Tweets are becoming a regular occurrence on this podcast. Almost as if it's the way we lead into discussions. But why would we do such a thing? No, we, we would hardly make because them Because we're up. very popular. Yeah. yeah. Lots of contact from the outside world. So. Well, we kind of do sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> this tweet, which is definitely real, is from a person called Totally Real Mike. Oh! Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Totally Real Mike. And Totally Real Mike um, says, What's up, A? You guys... He's totally real, Mike. He's from Canada. He's from Can- Canada. I Can- believe it's Canada. Uh, and he says, uh, have you guys even seen Wonder Woman yet, eh, you big hosers? Ah, see, this is a gambit to test Ben, host number two of the podcast. Well, suck it, totally real, Mike. I have actually seen Wonder Woman. Ben has seen a movie. <laughs> I've seen a movie. I've seen a movie. I, I really... I, uh, yeah, so I, saw, I saw the movie with, with my future wife. <gasps> Who is married? No, no, not with my future you wife. Went to, you went to which, see Sorry, it. which stars my future wife. Oh. Cal Gado. Gado. Gado? Gal? Cal? Cal? Gadot? Gadot? Is it Gadot? It might be. I, I genuinely She's from it. Israel. If any Israeli listeners, totally real Israeli, want to tweet into the podcast. <laughs> totally real Ishmael. <laughs> is that a, I don't know. I don't is know. that racist? Oh, no. Uh, probably not. Anyway... What did you think of Wonder Woman? I thought Wonder Woman was swell. Yeah. I thought it was really, like, quite a strong superhero movie. So, by last week's metric, that would make you a simpleton. Yeah, I guess. Well, <clears throat> it's not going to save the genre. Well, the genre doesn't need saving, does it? Some parts of the genre need saving. The DC part of the genre <laughs> needs saving. <laughs> um, Lowell as I am to admit that. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman was, was great. Patty, Patty Hines, great director. Um, is it Patty Hines? Don't think so. Oh, what's her name? Pa- oh no! But, yeah. Anyway, Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Peter Capaldi. We remembered Peter Capaldi. Oh, Doctor Who. Her name. Uh, that 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 is uh, a segment for next week's Ben retractions. Um, <laughs> we're just setting it up so we can fill space next week. Yeah, I genuinely um, can't remember the name. Anyway, thought it was a really great movie. Very well made. Uh, has a really strong storyline, especially through the middle section. Not sure about the start. Or the end. Uh, or the or the end. You see it coming. 
little see bit it, coming, yeah, apparently. Bit. If you've read as many comics as, as we... Well, look, I think, we're, what, what are we, two and a half weeks since the movie came out? And by the time mm-hmm. this podcast comes out, nearly three it'll, weeks. It'll be nearly three. So we're past the spoilers limit. Uh, no, we absolutely are not. The statute of spoilers is still firmly in place. No, However, we here spoilers. at Michael and Benjamin's podcast don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, look, it's, uh, it's, it's not the person you think it is. There's a there's a god hiding. Yeah, but what on point, earth? What a pointless twist! Ah, you, you can see why. It's a very simple story told very simply. Broadly. <laughs> um, look, you're you're hitting the, the the key point. Look, the story's not amazing. You're not going to be Captain America, the first Avenger. M Night Shyamalan anytime soon. <laughs> That's not how you pronounce um, his name. <laughs> M Night Sh- Shyamalan. 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 That's not even Shyamalan. <laughs> well, you're not going to be M knighted anytime soon. I'm going to stick with that one. It's simpler. But um, no, I thought in terms of characterization, I thought like the 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 small beats were done very very what well. The, what was the best bit? Um, I would say probably the best bit is is right towards the end of that film where where Steve Trevor and, and Wonder Woman part ways. Oh. I, th- I thought that was a really interesting subversion of. How that would work. Yeah. I take it because Warner Brothers was like, no, she has to sleep with Batman or Superman in the next one. So Or both. Or both. Boom. Porn parody. You're welcome, Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I kind of assumed that was that was what was uh, being done there. But I really, I thought uh, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor was, was great. He's pretty solid, wasn't he? You know what I found out about the movie, which I really enjoyed? You know that very witty scene where the two of them are leaving Themyscira on the... The boat, and he doesn't know how to sail, and he doesn't know how to sail. But you know that whole chat they have about uh, men and women and sexuality and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Completely improvised. No, between the pair of them, all, the all the way down to to Carl Gadot. Gal Gadot's Gal. wonderful line about men are essential to procreation, pleasure. Oh, really? Not so much. Yeah, no. And the whole thing about not wanting to sleep beside her and stuff—that was all apparently all, all tinkered about. Natural chemistry. Good. That's pretty good. Natural. I I was very. That's good banter. Impressed. That was excellent banter. They should have a podcast. They should. <laughs> if they'd like to join our podcast, yes, I would not disagree. That would four people in the tiny room. Yeah, that would. You know, you know. I I, I realized earlier that I said Calgary was going to be my 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 future wife, and it's a shame because I think every single man that saw that movie kind of went, yeah. I found your pen. No, they have a pen. <laughs> my pen. <laughs> we couldn't find Ben's pen last week. Here. <laughs> we have it. It's back. It's orange and metallic. Yeah, it's And back. says something that we're not going to say yeah, it's on back. the podcast. Um, okay, look, can I tell you my favourite bit? You can. Absolutely. I'd love my, to hear it. My favourite bit was... Actually, my favourite bit... I, I'm going to lean... I'm going to get... I'm, I'm leading into a bit of a rant here. Oh, are but, we? No, well, it's not a rant. It's just a, a, train of th- a train of thought. Buckle up, listeners. Yeah, no, it's fine. Don't worry, there's nothing serious. Um, uh-huh. So the best bit, the best bit of the whole film was the crossing the no man's land. Yeah, that was Obviously, epic. right? It was epic. great. When she just went, ah, fuck this. Sure. Fucking. Haven't I only been training for my entire existence? Yeah, let's... Hope why are we not helping these people? <laughs> Come on, we don't want to help them. And then she can't do it on her own. I know she needs a little bit of help from men <clears throat> anyway and then she goes across and she crosses no man's land and they go into the town and she jumps into that room and she's there in the costume with the sh- with the sword and the shield <laughs> I pronounce either of those with words with the sword and the shield the sword and the shield she's coming from the west so she's there with the sword and the shield and and that's the moment uh-huh. when her theme music kicks in 
I can't. That wasn't. Ben is musically dead. Quite, quite, I'm, yeah. Okay. Um, no, you know, yeah. That that theme music. I, I have the theme music. Was, I'll play oh, the theme God. music for you. I'll play the theme music for you. Hold on. Here we go. That's probably enough. So it's, Warner Brothers don't go after us. Sorry, lads. Um, it's quite metal. Yeah, it's an electric cello, apparently. Electric cello? Apparently. I, um, there was me thinking it was an electric guitar. No. Um, buffoon. It is a bit metal, isn't it? It is a bit metal. Right? Okay, first of all, before we go elsewhere, great theme music. That yeah, theme no. music, probably... Uh, it's a combination of great music. It's like, it's, it's just, it's really empowering unshirkingly badass yeah it's just like yes come on let's get started I'm not ashamed to admit that when that started playing and she was beating those Germans not Nazis not Nazis because it's World War 1 she was beating up those Germans just banging Mm -hmm. guys left right and centre she I I was waving my arms around like a lunatic (laughs) (laughs) literally like a lunatic arms swinging around like a loon people in the cinema going oh He's excited. Settle down there, buddy. Settle down. Um, and that music was also probably the best single, most thrilling moment of, well, Ooh. Batman vs. Superman. Maybe Batman's fight in the warehouse is better. But mm. when, when Doomsday tries to hit Batman with his eyeball lasers yeah. and she jumps down and stops him. Does, does a little bit of... But we don't see her doing it. We only see like the, the eyeball lasers dissipate yeah. and she's standing there and then it goes... And it's like, oh yes! That's brilliant. Right? So, very strong music. Very uplifting. Very ready for action. Like It's powerful. It also dodges the trap of kind of classically orchestrated music for a war film, which is generally what's kind of done with war films. Did you notice, though, that it was almost an hour in before they played it? Oh, but the whole movie... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, but tell me what you think of it. Well, I, I thought it was excellent, but... Because the whole point for me was that was the moment when she became a superhero. Yes, it is the part where she realises that she can't sit back and, and do that. She's yeah. also never called Wonder Woman in the That's true, the but film. that's a pretty common thing these days. Yeah, I guess for Wonder Woman it is a pretty common thing. I don't think Black Widow was even called Black Widow until... Winter Soldier. She's just called the Widow, isn't she? Or I think she's just called Romanoff. And they finally call her Widow in Winter Soldier, I think. Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty common to not call them by their superhero names. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Wonder Woman is kind of the only DC movie that's on a level with the Marvel movies. Absolutely, it's right, right up there. And I think Marvel realised this, because have you seen the trailer for Thor Ragnarok? I have. You have. Several times. Yeah. So, right? Bear with me here. Oh, sorry, hold on. <laughs> sorry. God damn it. Sorry, I skipped something. What? Here we go. <laughs> nice. Right? For... I was about to say for the people who can't see everyone because <laughs> this is a, because this, this is an audio format it's an audio Ben just made exactly the same faces for both of those pieces of music awesome <laughs> right those two pieces of music are so similar they're not the same I'm not they're trying not. to imply but 
thematically speaking. Yeah, and they like, share a true note. Yeah, and I, I'm no music guy, as you know. I hate music. You do. Um, I famously hate music. Famously, but they they both have that kind of quality of ah. Uh, yeah, it's a rising kind of. It goes up and up yeah. and up, and then drops down, mm-hmm. and then you're like, yes, we're ready now, right? So that's uh, that's uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that is right. the immigrant song. By the immigrant Led Zeppelin. song, 1970, Led Zeppelin. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that when Wonder Woman was building steam and uh, one of the best things about Wonder Woman was her her theme, yeah. that Marvel decided to use that in a trailer for Thor. Because they saw it's quite an effective move, really. Yeah, that's pretty, they said, that's, that's pretty good. That yeah. Let's get the original. There's no way the Wonder Woman theme wasn't inspired by that song. Absolutely, no I think. Way. Do you know what I think? One of the best things, though, is for the uh, the thing is I, I remember watching a, a video a while back on how a lot of Marvel movies don't have significant scores to go with That's the stuff a great that they video. do. It is a really really good. Let's video. link that in the. Uh, we will definitely link that below in the description. Um, every frame of painting. It, it's every frame of painting. I love his stuff by a guy called Tony Zhao. Very um, Very talented uh, video essayist, but he did like kind of a, a mini investigation into how there's no tonal recognition to the music that Marvel puts out it's a compliment mm-hmm. but it has no defining characteristics and I think with Wonder Woman oddly enough anytime you hear that you think Wonder Woman that's now Wonder Woman Wonder Woman <laughs> it's completely synced with her yeah it, well, in my mind well, and I would I assume for think. other people as well yeah. when they hear that they go oh there's the Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman song um, but anyway so having like heard the immigrant song in in Thor mm. a few weeks ago actually a few months mm. ago now at this stage I actually did a bit of research on it but then forgot to make a video but um, ah well so I looked at other incidents of the immigrant song in pop culture, pop culture right because that's and, what we do here yeah exactly and I found this and there's this first of all if this doesn't raise the hairs on the back of your neck there's something wrong with you okay even though it's from Shrek I'm really afraid now that this will <laughs> right? raise the hair on the back of my so, neck and I'll be branded a freak. no it will it will don't worry okay. I've seen your face for the other two. Oh, cool so so Shrek 3 oh. a- aka the worst one oh, the worst of the Shreks uh, they're trying to they're trying to command all the all the fairy tale princesses which kind of ties us back to last week are trying to break into a castle nice and the castle is being patrolled by two ents oh three so, people three people no two two people <laughs> Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Thirty-three here at the Irish Podcast for Irish Pop Culture. Oh my god. So uh there it's anyway, Snow White has is is tasked with getting the three people out of the way. Good. And this is what she does. Okay. Right? So for 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 the listeners, uh, we're gonna see Snow White coming up, approaching the three people, and then she summons a horde of woodland animals by doing what Michael by, by doing this I've already kind of spoiled this yeah it's alright it's alright here look let's have a listen I'll act surprised Let, act surprised let's have a listen Just give you a second to brush down your neck hairs. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, like I don't know if I can hear that. You look like a porcupine. So, like that—that that, I reckon, personally speaking, someone probably subconsciously, uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Uh, it junkie, could be him. Junkie XL. 
Junkie. He does a lot of stuff like that. He did, did Deadpool as well, didn't he? Did that Junkie XL? Yeah, I think so. Don't want to commit to that. Yeah. Okay. Dan's um, retractions. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. No, you don't have to do. You don't have to do a retraction if it's something that you said you don't know. Oh, so we did. We did a mic this time. Yeah. It's Maybe on. it's the same guy. Exactly. So I reckon one of them saw that movie years ago. And subconsciously, that kind of badass that woman badass thing scene. stuck in his head. Stitched in. So anyway, my whole point. Anyway, that's why I think the Wonder Woman thing and the, and the Thor thing, that's where I think they're connected. But now, I think it's interesting that since Wonder Woman is sweeping the boards... Uh-huh. And, and she is... She, that movie's cleaning up. Well, it's actually not... Oh, isn't it? Funnily enough. I thought it did a really good episode. It's on track. It did. But it's on... We, we need to do another podcast sometime about this whole idea of domestic gross and international oh, gross. Because okay. that really gets on my tits. <laughs> it really gets my goat. It gets my back up. Gets on mixed tits. Um, Segment next week. What's on mixed tits? <laughs> What's on mixed tits? <laughs> T-shirt. Um, <laughs> right? What was he yeah, saying? I don't know. What was annoying me? I don't know. Oh, the domestic thing. Apparently only 200 million. It's on track for a 200 million. Oh. Domestic. So, American. Yeah, American. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, meanwhile, is at 360 million. So, it's a, it's a hit. It's a hit, but it's not a smash hit. Mm. Um, Paddy Jenkins. Paddy Jenkins, that's the... You're right. Paddy Hines. I don't know. I wish I'd screamed it like Paddy Capone. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy Jenkins! Paddy Jenkins! Paddy Jenkins. Um, so, all right. I think Marvel have noticed, obviously, that Wonder Woman is sweeping the board. And I don't sweat. think it's a coincidence that we've got this badass Black Panther trailer coming into Wonder Woman's second week. I'll also be paying attention to Captain Marvel trailer when it drops I wouldn't be surprised if we get that shortly too but again I know we're playing the progressive game but Wonder Woman comes out biggest ever female directed movie yeah Uh, first kind of major modern female led action movie it is right last last 10 years easy yeah I mean what did we have before Electra Bag of Shies Salt with Angelina Jolie, which that was barely a, counts. Yeah, it's not really. Barb wire. Ah, Pam man. Formative, formative. <laughs> I, I actually dodged that particular formative bullet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that um, after the success of the first female-led superhero movie, we're getting a really ridiculously cool trailer for the first ridiculously cool for the first African so cool superhero yeah so cool oh it's just, it's spectacular it's one of the best trailers I've ever seen it's up there with Ragnarok actually yeah Ragnarok no like the Black Panther trailer is to use the vernacular of the youth lit <laughs> as fuck <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> holy crap <laughs> what 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 was good what was bad what was that that whole, you know what I love. Normally, I hate when they put a scene in a trailer, a long extended scene. I like snapshot trailers where you build your tension, you get little glimpses of the film. But Andy Circus, Martin Freeman in a room, have a little tete tete. Bilbo and Gollum. Bilbo and Gollum. Oh my god! I didn't even. Oh, mind blown. You okay. it I like it even more. I like it even more. But Andy Circus, first of all, sold. Yeah, and he pronounces. Wakanda the same way I do which is Wakanda not Wakanda I say Wakanda so now I'm going to change that yeah change it to what Andy Serkis says Um, but I don't know if the other cast members of the not the Lion King 
what's it called, Black Panther, are going to do it the same way. <laughs> Mick just sees African narrative. <laughs> big cat. It's about Dump. a big cat Dump. whose father dies and he's forced to become king. Oh, come on, it is the Lion King. It is the Lion King. It is the Lion King. Andy Serkis is Scar. Yeah, he's actually Claw, so it's pretty close. Yeah, see? Four letters. See? Claws give scars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all tied to Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I think so. <laughs> um, no, what I thought was absolutely amazing, that first of all, that little chat, um, building up the mythology of Wakanda, uh, was amazing. It was a really nice introduction. You kind of understand exactly the space that that um, inhabits within the Marvel Universe, exactly what it is. It's this utopian well close to a utopian society but then then that song comes on legend has it by oh run the jewels run the jewels and it is just oh I got so pumped I was just like you were like an overinflated gym ball I I was I was so so pumped without bursting thankfully (laughs) um but yeah, just the whole beat, the way it follows the song, it's just, it just gets into it. It's a great, it's great a, thing. It's a great I, track. I love the look that they're keeping a lot of the tribal stuff mm-hmm. intact, but it looks like very modern African tribal-like yeah. stuff going Almost on. Almost didn't recognize, um, oh, bloody hell, him from Star Wars. He appears to oh. be playing the same character. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, yeah, Forrest Whitaker is back as, back. as Forrest Whitaker yeah. in, in tribal in, in tribal makeup at this time. But even the the mercenary with the Triceratops kind of mask Killmonger. that he wears. Is that Killmonger? Is that Kier, who it is? Kier, oh, okay. Eric Killmonger. Um, fantastic name. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, it just looks really, really good. The dude from uh, Creed is there because it's the director from Creed. Johnny Storm. For anyone that doesn't know. Also Johnny Storm. Yeah. Um, glad to see he's getting out of that from under that particular yeah. <laughs> superhero thing um, that's the second because he deserves to be something former better. Johnny Storm in a Marvel movie who gets yeah. rebooted into something better hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Um, overall I just think it looks like a really good I, I like the, the narrative that runs through my favourite quote um, It's pretty soon it's going to be conquerors and conquered Yeah. Um, I just like the whole narrative that they're building up they're really sticking with the the fact that he's royalty, mm-hmm. I think it's going to play a big role in it. Um, and oddly enough, one of the things I really love about Black Panther is that he still has his accent. Yeah, well, that's one of the best things because you know, as you know, I'm famous for my Black Panther impersonation. You, yeah, would you like to let the viewers hear it? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I really wish I just prepared an audio <laughs> clip of Black Panther that I could just. No, oh, but you, you you do have a famous Black Panther impression. Hold on. At all the parties. Hold on. Oh no, I'm going to Rick. <laughs> Uh, Wakanda. I'm, I'm the king of Wakanda. <laughs> no, I'm not doing. Hold on. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, it's going to lead me into. I'm going to get lots of new material for my world famous Black Panther impersonation. Yeah. So that's going to be really good. And um, um, one thing I thought was a little odd. You know the exploding car bit where he leaps off the exploding car. Little flip. Little lands flip on lands on another car. I wasn't that impressed by that because that's how we met Black Panther. Flipping over cars. Flipping over cars, chasing people. You know what I mean? Um, I thought that... My first reaction when I saw that that part of the trailer was, have we seen that? Yeah. I think it's it's just a a reaffirming prowess move where it's like, Black Panther's a bit good at this. Yeah. Um, And you just want to make sure that everyone remembers that he's he's kind of quite formidable in his own way. Because he is within... Like the actual comics, he's he's incredibly. He's one of the nine most intelligent men on the planet. Yeah, like the nine most intelligent. He's got some 
serious athletic prowess. Like he can take down Captain America whenever he wants. Yeah, and usually he's beating up Wolverine, Spider Man. Yeah, he usually just gets gets to work. No, I like where they're going. I like um, between this and and and, and Spider Man, it looks like. And I, I think they're going to take a lot from the Tanahasi Coates Brian Stell freeze run, which is the new one, and it looks. It looks to be sticking quite closely to that because Tanahasi Coates kind of brought it back and completely took Black Panther out of America and put him back in Wakanda and then focused a lot more on um, his responsibility as king being juxtaposed with his kind of want to be part of the bigger world mm -hmm. and how his people actually struggle with that because they want their king and they don't really want him to leave all off, the time be going off doing super heroics for the Avengers mm. um, I'll so, do it myself yeah huh? ah. that was pretty good uh, definitely gonna get a letter about that no it's fine <laughs> it's a fake country It's you can't be racist in a fake it country absolutely can it can't it's a fake country in Africa but it, like my accent is as fake as the guy who's doing it he's American isn't he is he he's definitely not African well he's African American but he's not African isn't he? Are we sure? Yeah, that's not his real accent. Makes retractions. No, there's not. There will be Makes no retractions. retractions. That his accent is as fake as my accent. Makes apology for cultural appropriation. No, didn't. Makes apology for cultural appropriation. <laughs> and on that segue, speaking of cultural appropriation, uh, <laughs> is is the mummy in our purview? It's, it's, yeah, it's supernatural based. It's mm -hmm. it's it was formative for not me. The, not the mythology. Formative for me. I'm going to miss Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I like Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I think Tom Cruise is going to be a bit Tom Cruise-y for me. Yeah, well, it's already out. Apparently, it's not very good. Oh, right. I wasn't, I wasn't really... In Look, I wasn't intending to see The Mummy. I'm going to be honest. It didn't It didn't move me when I saw it. I thought the, the woman playing The Mummy this time is is very attractive looking. She's a very attractive lady. But they kind of focused very heavily on that in the trailer. So I think I was supposed to think that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's moments of her doing a little shimmy in the trailer. <laughs> she's, she's doing a shimmy and a shake. And Trying to lure you. I just, you know what? I, I've seen Tom Cruise be Tom Cruise in so many movies lately. Jack Reacher. Yeah. Mission Impossible 5? Was it Eight, was nine, five, 20? Um, so now what I'm basically going to see is Jack Reacher in the case of the missing mummy in Mission Impossible <laughs> 6. Do you think he's um, going to defeat the mummy in a bar fight? I, I think there's going to be six mummies. Okay. Uh, Tom Cruise and a pool cue. Oh. There's going to be a sly nod to his days in uh, American Hustle. Not American Hustle. What, what was that? The the famous easy, one. Easy, easy living. No, the one Paul easy. Newman was in. Easy. Color of Money. Color of Money was that movie. Um, I think it's going to be a throwback to that. It's going to be a little wink and he's going to take out six mummies with a pool cue and say, I warned you. I warned you to get messy. He's going to do that and it's going to be like, ugh. Could I care less? <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, okay, speaking of speaking of things we could care less about, Transformers. Anthony Hopkins is in it. I know. What's that about? He's Odin. What? Oh, he's Odin in in Thor. Oh, sorry. I thought he was Odin in Transformers. I was like, oh, how are we going to mix this one? I'm linking everything. Odin's going to feature in. Okay, yeah. Odin is 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 Thor's father. In oh. I completely forgot. Oh. Uh, ba Batman. Batman's dead. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Are we doing jokes about we that? We don't do... I'm not going to do a joke about it, but Adam West passed away yeah. at 88. Well, 88's a good run. Hey, no, 88's a good... No, look, nobody's knocking him for the run. The run was pretty solid, and he's been fairly prolific in the last 10... There's a great documentary, by the way, uh, about him and his life. 
Um, the early days of Batman. Netflix. No, it actually focuses more on his family's attempt to get him a star on the Hollywood Walk of oh, really? Fame. Is that worth um, watching? It's actually it's absolutely worth watching. We'll link it below. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like a really interesting man who struggled a lot and then kind of came out the other side because um, he was a laughing stock through the. It was the eighties and early nineties, but yeah. then came back. And then he did a lot of voice acting work. Did recently. a lot of voice acting work. Sure, he did. He did, they just wrapped up the Batman sixty six animated movie yeah um, which was a little throwback to all that um, anyway Adam West star of the 60s Batman show passed away this yeah. week after a brief battle with leukemia first Batman to go first Batman to go yeah unfortunately first one to go well Val Kilmer let himself go <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's the first one to uh, to pass away unfortunately yeah. um, why couldn't it have been Clooney why why, why yeah well that, that was that. George look you've said it yourself what you didn't give us the best Batman. <laughs> yeah. You've admitted that. And admittedly, we probably shouldn't wish you to be dead. No, that's probably a bit much. But what we're saying is, we're not saying we want you dead. We're just saying we'd swap you for West. That's <laughs> what we're saying. I think that's worse. <laughs> absolutely um, worse. Yeah, so back to Odin. Uh, Transformers, who cares? They can go suck a lemon. Mark Wahlberg's back being Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you have a Transformer? Is that a Transformer? Why have we got to transform the stop these Transformers? They're everywhere. Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins. In the car. <laughs> anyway, we were in a room almost entirely full of Transformers. I yeah, can't sorry, believe Mick, I'm saying. Mick loves Transformers. I can't believe uh, in I'm fact, saying. In the future, we may do a, a Transformers episode where I try to understand why in God's name he likes Transformers. Transformers are amazing. But you see, this is the thing. You, your, your contact with Transformers is these movies, right? Marky Mark. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. And just um, do it! Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, Megan so, Fox. Formative. For, no, you see, I was already formed by the time Megan Fox got around. Formative. I'm not saying she's not a very attractive lady. She is a very she attractive, very attractive lady. lady. With very peculiar thumbs. Never, never really... Have you never seen Megan Fox's thumbs? Are they bizarre? Have you never been on the internet? Are they stubby? They're, yeah. They look like stubby thumbs. They look like big toes. Megan's stubby thumbs, Fox. Yeah, look, this is not new information. Mm. Anyway, look, me. Uh, Transformers. Mm. The movies are shit. We'll talk about good Transformers another Someday. day. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about other things with Odin in it. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, 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 like what, Mick? Seamless segue. Seamless segue. <laughs> like American Gods. Uh, yes, American Gods. So we've, we've touched on American Gods before, and we think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it's just an absolutely brilliant thing. The Star Show mm-hmm. is very, very good. Yeah, very good. Very bloody. Very, very bloody good. And I didn't think it would be. I remember seeing the the stills for it, and I was kind of like, oh, that's very Yeah, good. I had my doubts. It's very gaudy. But they actually used that as a running theme in the show to show the, uh, the spiritual degradation of America. Yeah. And they used and it as a running theme. And, you know, they've, they've, I think it's a clever idea what they've done they've obviously because we're, we're two episodes from the end they've yeah. obviously not decided to adapt the book into a series they've taken the book taken, yeah. as the universe and, and they're just playing around they're with playing that. around with it obviously it's still making the same kind of big sweeps towards yeah, the, the same ending presumably mm-hmm. uh, but um, yeah they're not they're not making a literal adaption they're not doing a Zack Snyder Watchmen sort of not thing. possible with American Gods American Gods is a huge scoping novel by the way I don't know if we ever mentioned where it comes from have we mentioned where it comes from I don't think so yeah, British comic writing superstar of the 90s Savant uh, Savant yeah definitely reshaped most of the genre 
with regards to independent comics Neil Gaiman actually wrote the book in 2000 and stop that <laughs> he's a brilliant writer yeah I know. Uh, wrote the book back in 2001 One? yeah I'm going to say 2001 Nebula Award winner that it is a Nebula Award winner and the other one the Hugo Award yeah nicely the Hugo done Hugo Award yeah nicely yeah. done um, I'm just glad I was able to keep up I'm just I'm just, <laughs> just going to sit here content now for the rest of the podcast I'm not opening my mouth <laughs> I got I got nerd points oh, from Mick speaking of um, I read some fables I read the first oh, you, went, you went through again oh, yeah, you I kept, the, kept taking a peek I got the first three trades um, first three yeah Jesus it's pretty good it, it is very Sandman very Sandman. It is very Speaking Sandman. Speaking of Neil Gaiman. Uh, we'll link it below. Yeah. Um, Especially the first arc. It feels like an early Sandman story. Just, In a good yeah, way. Not, no, no. It, it, look, Neil Gaiman's work on Sandman irrevocably shaped comics. Irrevocably? Uh, ir- ir- irrevocably. <laughs> That's not a word. It is. <laughs> irrevocably. No, it's irrevocably. It's. Do you remember the architect? Vis-a-vis... Concordantly, get out of here! <laughs> get out of here! Um, would you? The architect, do not bring Matrix Two and Three into this room. It's, it's a small room. It's got no space for that shit. We have no space. <laughs> it's Transformers or the Matrix. I'm not having both. <laughs> I'm not having two shitty sci-fi franchises. <gasps> no, sorry, movie franchises. <gasps> okay, I'm whatever. not having it. Where were we? I completely um, lost track. Of sorry, yeah, American Gods. Really enjoying it. Yes, does um, an amazing job yeah, it's of right. of just adapting mythology to modern things. And an interesting thing, speaking of adaptation, they really have adapted it. Um, so for for people who haven't read it, the book, um, you have these representations of modern society and culture as gods. Yeah, and they're fighting a war with the old gods. Well, they seem to be trying to get the old gods to toe the line with the new gods. Yeah, so there are two camps. There's the original pantheons of various cultures and then there's I suppose what America is now giving all its time and energy to stuff like media and exactly right that kind of thing um, so you have media you have Mr. World and you have uh, technolo- technological boy technology boy internet boy the interesting thing about him is right it's he if you've seen a few episodes in he's a little bit subservient to uh, media who represents TV and radio. Mm. And, you know, her kind of thing is that every time someone is watching TV and ignoring the person beside them, yeah, that that's a prayer to her. It's worship. Yeah. It's, yeah. And uh, Mr. World represents uh, our kind of collective fear of big government and of shadowy men in black. Conspiracy. And conspiracy and, and, and the, the Illuminati. Uh, Mick just did a triangle and stuck his eye through it and I'm actually uh, that'll be the end of the podcast but <laughs> it was really good uh, really good seven and a half episodes um, I've been Ben Colpy um, <laughs> <laughs> see you later Ben hates the Illuminati <laughs> I just hate that shit the world is not a big dark and evil place well you see you wouldn't be you wouldn't be contributing to the worst worship of Mr. World then would you he'd probably be quite pissed um, at me but so in in the original book, mm-hmm. uh, Internet Boy, Technical Boy. Internet Boy. He dressed, and since you've already brought this up, he dressed like a character from The Matrix. 
He did in the I forgot that. And he was kind of a big, kind of chubby guy, and he was a kind of parents' basement dweller. A neck beard. A neck beard in mm-hmm. the Matrix gear. He was a hacker stereotype, and he was the least powerful of the new gods because in 2001 the internet was kind of a new thing early days right early days um, and this now. is a, this is a weird kind of thing because in the show the tv show technical boy is a little bit subservient to media and mr world mm, this is interesting where really if neil gaiman had written the show if we were reshaping this right rewriting rewrite he, he would probably be the leader the boss definitely yeah. and it would be media who feared him a little bit yeah exactly because media would probably belong with old gods at this point probably uh, be getting on the other towards side. that right so oh my god are we writing a sequel to American Gods <laughs> media, media is on the side of Mr. Wednesday <gasps> um, Neil well, don't take thing, this like, from us it wouldn't even be a sequel it would, ha- it would be a, it shows you how much culture has changed in yes, just 15 years yes there's been a complete shift yeah. um, but even technical boy he's much cooler in the new one he's, he uh, is he's, he's a bit he, of a hipster he's vaping he's vaping away vaping he's, away he's blowing kisses at people and making them yeah. get lynched and stuff and, oh I forgot about the lynching and it's a whole different thing but so they've, the they've re uh, what I like what I kind of like but I, it's also kind of negative is that they've reimagined the character but they haven't reimagined his role yeah. yeah. So he's a much cooler, trendier, more up to date character, but he still plays the role of the subservient, subservient to old media. Slightly weaker, weaker mm. god, which is, is a bit of a contradiction. It's interesting. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of. I. Yeah, I just think it's a fascinating thing. But it, it does shine a light on a lot of stuff in our culture. I don't know. I think that's why the book. I, I love the book, but I possibly argue that it's my favourite book. Oh? Um, Mine is June. June. Uh, if for those of you that can't actually see, everyone, um, Mick is Mick is wearing a June T-shirt. I am actually. It's Muad just... Dib, two thousand and sixteen. The spice must flow. Spice must flow. Sorry, I haven't seen the movie. I know nothing of June. What? I know nothing of June. Oh, you know nothing, John. You know nothing of Arrakis. Arrakis or Desert Planet, the Spice. I know nothing of Arrakis antics. Okay, well that's a future podcast there. Uh, We can toss it in with other things Ben doesn't care about. (laughs) June. (laughs) June, actually, one of my other interests, which is Warhammer Forty Thousand. This week, podcast very heavily influenced by June. Anyway, sorry, what were you saying about affecting our culture? Um, No, I just think the book itself actually looks at where we've shifted our attention as a culture. We've we've moved away from old stories with ritual and things like that and moved towards entertainment and distraction more than anything else and I think it does a really good job of representing that obviously it's a little bit silly everything's very anthropomorphic and very it's very very nerdy but sure that's what we do here <laughs> so you know can't take that away I quite like it um, but I just think it's really fascinating um, so not gonna lie we knew we were going to talk about this. This whole thing, it was a series of segues. A series of segues, which you did very well, and I stepped on several times, yeah. and I do apologise Ben does not read uh, a segue hint well. I'm, I'm socially <laughs> deaf, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I actually really struggle um, with social cues. Um, I like reading, though, which is what I do for this week's podcast, because it's not people. Um, and as long as it's not people, I mean... Um, so yeah, I actually looked at that, and that that kind of distance between us and and mythology or old mythology um, shapes quite a few narratives. Because I don't know if you've noticed, Michael, but there's quite a few god-based things popping up. Yeah, uh, Thor has a huge amount of popularity. All of his 
uh, all of his characters, co-characters are, are Asgardian-based from Norse mythology. Um, it's wonderful. Um, and the reason for that is um, that many people argue it's because uh, we've become very secular as right. a society. Um, oh, Jesus, have we? Have we, yeah. We've, we've, turned, we've turned from the Lord... And it won't do. Your lord. <laughs> Your lord. He's not my lord. Um, yeah, so we've turned from all that, and it's it's kind of interesting, because it's led to what it, what has been argued is a kind of a crisis of meaning. Okay. So, uh, there are two people I'm going to mention. First one I'm going to mention is former nun, Karen Armstrong. I have no idea. Uh, Karen Armstrong is a professor who studies uh, narratology and mythology. Um, is and narratology a word? Narratology is the study of stories and storytelling um, within academia, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, narratology. Um, and she studies all this, and she actually wrote a wonderful book called A Short History of Myth um, in the mid-90s. Um, and it was an introduction to a series of books retold by modern authors like Margaret Atwood and things like that. Um, and it's a wonderful look at the history of mythology and, and where our love of mythology kind of severed where we where we moved past that mm-hmm. um, and what she looks at then so that would have happened around the age of the enlightenment um, for those of you that don't know about all that kind of thing uh, there was an 18th century movement called the enlightenment where people wanted more focus on critical thinking religion was kind of slowly pushed away in favour of rationality and that kind of thing it's why we think of history in terms of science and things like that now as opposed to mythology which is a story, a big story. But her argument is that a myth is simply um, an event that uh, happened once in the past uh, and then recurs. So what she looks at is far more the reason that we use a myth um, than the myth itself. Do you understand? So she's saying that it's based in reality. No, no, she's not arguing that it's based in reality at all. What she's arguing is that in the past people were not so much interested in the exact date or anything like that they were far more uh, interested in the why of an event so okay. the, the meaning the broader meaning of something like that that's probably because they didn't have to take state exams uh, yeah where you have to memorise something and oh god I'm getting flashbacks Ace to Nish could do the screwed pauper Frager cashed A yeah, no, I'm not. I, 1016. I can't go back. 1066. Oh, 1066. Yeah, no, it was nothing like that. But she comes back to myth and ritual being locked together. Mm-hmm. And the reason we had myth and we had... I'm gesticulating while he is just gonna watching to take a robot out any second now. Um, those babies down. And the reason we had ritual and myth is that it gave meaning or purpose to the things that we did. Okay. Nowadays... We don't have that. Right. We, we go to. about everything that we do, and we never think of the significance of the meaning or anything like that. And what it does is it leaves a little bit of a void. To quote, to quote Skyrim. Please do. Yeah, the Dwemer, who were the dwarfs okay, in Skyrim. Okay, they, they, they scorned the old gods for their new gods of reason and logic. And that's what we've done. Yeah, that's off the cuff. That's off the cuff. I just remembered <laughs> just, that. Just, off the cuff. If you'd like to send roses to Mick for his <laughs> stirring performance as Skyrim... Ben has Dwem- no idea what Dwemer? Skyrim is. I don't play video games. Sorry. Um, yeah, but... So, she... And then you have this gap. So now you have this want of mythology, if you want. People are looking for meaning. And they can't really find it. Because we've lost that connection. We now focus on the how. 
uh, and function and things like that. And we've, we've lost the why. Um, so this was touched on a little bit more. You can actually do a really interesting comparison between the success of superhero movies in um, America and right. Western countries. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at a far more successful industry uh, a little bit further away in India, Bollywood. The Fast and the Furious. Uh, no, not, not that franchise. Not that franchise. <laughs> oh, no. no. Sorry. No. One day we'll do it. We'll stick it in with the Transformers podcast. It's all right. We'll, we'll cover the whole eight episodes. I think we should at some point. But if you look at Bollywood, uh-huh. Bollywood stories are always family-based. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually wealth-based People lose money, they get money. People don't have money, they get money. Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire would be a, an interesting homage okay. to that. Um, but they don't have many superhero uh, narratives. They'll give one a go every now and then. They'll give one a go every now and then, but they don't usually do as well as their family dramas or their comedies or something like that. Interesting. And uh, there has been a theory applied to this as well. Um, in the 19th century, there was a German sociologist called Max Weber. Mm-hmm. And he came up with what he called the theory of disenchantment. It ties in very closely to uh, Karen Armstrong. Um, and the theory of disenchantment is very simple. The more secular you become as a society, the more hollow your meanings for things become. And it leads to uh, not a depression, but uh, an ennui or a melancholy. <laughs> oh, okay. Big words. I know. We're cracking them out now, man. Um, and this was actually looked at in an article in The Atlantic where... Um, yeah, basically, because countries like India are still quite religious and still pay quite a lot of attention to ritual, they don't feel this need for the fantastic or this uh, this need for belief in oh. the same way that Western audiences do. Is this why we love superheroes or is this why we love mythology well, blending into superheroes? Well, Nick, oh, that depends on how you view superheroes. Mm. Superheroes could be looked upon. Oh, this is like cash for questions. As it is. <laughs> it is. As a modern incarnation of mythology. But we don't even have to focus on superheroes. You can just look at the amount of reincarnated uh, gods that are coming up in mythologies. There's, there's mentions all over the place. American gods is the biggest example, most glaring example that we can see at the moment. Supernatural. Uh, Supernatural features them Thor. all the time. Thor is another good example. The awful movie Gods of Egypt. Oh, Gods of Egypt. Jared Butler, just give over. The almost as bad Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. The almost, oh, almost as bad The Immortals. Oh, was that the 300 spin-off? No, with the with the Greek gods. Remember where everyone was in fast motion and then they killed the Titans and oh. when they chopped their heads off, the heads fell in slow motion. Oh, I don't compar- like that. No, it's real good. Is it good? No, it's terrible. No. But, I mean, visually, it's interesting. Visually, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah. So yeah, you can look at this. Xena, uh, Xena popped up. Hercules, Hercules, young Hercules with Ryan Gosling. Was there a young Hercules with Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Was Big Daddy Gosling? Ryan? Yeah. What? He was young Hercules. Oh, amazing! Yeah, amazing. Well, that's, that's what. That's your weak um, Wow, wow. But yeah. Oh, it's terrible. So there, but but some of these were quite popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason like Xena was very popular Wonder Woman Wonder Woman features it quite heavily there's a whole utopian Alexandrian myth running at the start of that yeah. where Zeus created that has wide reaching implications for the DC universe by the way yeah we will talk about that another um, time yeah but I really I just, just it occurred to me I was like hang on did they just gods are real gods are real and they, they made humans yeah so that has wide reaching implications Kal-El is the only one who's not um, anyway anyway that is the theory of disenchantment, and that is the reason that we have so many um, new 
uh, narratives featuring gods popping up. But that's I, I just find it really interesting. I was quite interested in why it was. Um, so that, that, that kind of works quite well. Um, it, it leads me to thinking. When I was a teen, right, I always, I've always been into American comics. Um, I, I, I always wanted someone to do a Thor for an Irish character. They've never done that. Isn't that interesting? They've never gone near it. I mean, some Irish independent writers have done a Cuchulain stuff or... Go on. Slain, yeah. Well, Slain. Slain, sorry. Slain. Oops. But Slain, Slain from 2000 AD Slain. Slain was set in ye old Ireland. Oh, ye old Ireland. Yeah, it wasn't what would it be like if Slain lived now and did kind of generic superheroic yeah. Right, exactly. So I always thought, wouldn't it be cool if Thor teamed up with Cuchulain because Cuchulain mm. as much as Thor is adaptable to being a superhero and they, they do adapt they, they play fast and loose with a lot of them big time like big yeah. time Thor um, is a redhead by the way well Thor is not in, real in, in mytho- no but within the within the Edda which is the official um, the official kind of Version that who, who sticks the official Norse, stamp on that? Uh, Norse scholars who studied it for their entire lives. Okay, so I defer to them. Close enough. Um, he's a redhead. Hmm. He's not red in the movies. No, he's he hasn't even got long hair in Ragnarok. By the yeah. looks of things, I, I, I'm thinking maybe cos costume because I've got the beard now and the hair. So oh. a bit small though. Stupid giant Chris Hemsworth. He's he's very big. He's much bigger than me. He's a very big man. I'm not a small man. You're not a small but man. But I'm nowhere near bloody Chris Hemsworth. But he's a very big man. Or Moonlight. Oh, there's another mythology. Everything yeah, is just coming God's, around. God's granting powers are a thing as well. You know? What was I saying? Yes. So, Sorry. Yeah, like Thor is not the Thor of myth. No. He's, he's a superhero based on the Thor of myth, and I always thought, why, why didn't we do that for, for oh, Ireland? And now that you've said this thing, Ireland, until quite recently, was, still is, possibly, quite religious, very Catholic. I mean, there's a, I think of an Irish, let's not even say comic book writer, because the comic book writer would be speaking to people like us. Who would appreciate it? But if an Irish, an independent, a small Irish studio decided to make a modern retelling of Cuchulain as a superhero, exactly, people would make that face. It would be roundly criticised. Very uncomfortable. Why does that make you uncomfortable? But you're fine with Thor. Just seems silly. I know. Just seems silly. Why does that seem silly? But Thor is fine. Good, good point. I have no answer to that. I don't have or, a. I, I mean, only, I don't have a witty retort. I know. I don't. <laughs> I'd love a tort, not tart. I was thinking. Oh, tart. you were thinking of a tart. You're always mixing torts and tarts. <laughs> um, or even like, look at the other superheroes, the other um, gods who've been adapted into superheroes. Hercules is pretty. Hercules popular. is c- consistent. Uh, uh, Ares pops up. Ares pops up everywhere. There, I mean, Hades. Hades is generally pops up a few times but why never the Irish ones because we sound very silly but why because you couldn't take a god seriously I'm going to take over the world I am (laughs) Um, well there is a kind of there is an Irish god in American gods he's not a god per se per se well that's the other thing about Irish mythology we didn't really have gods 
What we did once upon a... Look, this isn't interesting, so I'm not going to go into it. We did at one point have gods, but they were reduced. We had the two Hidei Danon. And well, they were but even when they were they were more of a different race. Yeah, yeah. I know. We had we had a we had a previous race. Um, <laughs> You're always bringing race into this. <laughs> a very race based individual. <laughs> but those that can't see me, I am the whitest man in any room, <laughs> um, and it makes me awfully nervous. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. We've never had gods in the same way. Gods, gods, like no, like, no creation myth in the same way. I yeah, guess. I mean, Irish creation myth tends to just go back, and then before them there were some other people. Yeah, we and just keep going back. Yeah, there were the bag people. Fear bullock. Yeah, then there was the the people before them who might have gone to Greece. Oh yeah, so apparently we're responsible for that too. You're yeah, welcome. It's a big uh, whole mess. Yeah. Um, so, where, where are we for time? Oh, we're, 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 we're right, right on up there. Up there. We're right moving on up. There. So, I was thinking, in another episode, we might take a look at some some gods who have been adapted multiple times and take a look at good and bad adaptions of them. And why it hasn't been happening for us. Right? Yeah. What do you think of that? Because I know well, that I one thing that does adapt... There, there are a couple of things that adapt Irish characters. Uh, mm. The two that stick out most for me are Supernatural and... The thing with the guy with the big fist, uh, Hellboy, Hellboy, Hellboy. Well, of they're much. yeah, they're both they both kind of yeah no they Hellboy leans heavily on Irish myth yeah. and one of the main antagonists and that is Irish. Also, uh, we should probably take a look at some uh, mythological comic book work from Irish. I think writers there's a few, and artists. There's nothing massively spectacular. Nothing that well uh, it may well be spectacular. It's just not particularly well known. Yeah, that's true. Maybe if that's a true. maybe if a mildly popular podcast was to War, my, uh, mild, <laughs> mildly, <laughs> mildly <laughs> being generous, uh, a, a podcast was to look at it. <laughs> maybe if a podcast was to look at it, it might do something. Okay, uh, yeah. Let's wrap up there for the week. All right. Uh, so yeah, basically, uh, any recommendations for the week, Michael? Well. Watch American Gods. Watch American Gods. Keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, is it? By the way, is that our, our podcast sanctioned eight episodes? Is oh no! It, are we done it, now? Is it an eight episode run? Is that <laughs> oh, we're done. The scientific yeah, We're over the bricks. Oh. I actually meant it in reference to American Gods, but um, oh, read the book. It, it is to be eight episodes. Read the book. Absolutely, give it a whirl. Um, and if it's very strange, it's okay, Neil Gaiman intended it to be that way. Yeah. Uh, he often says that. Um, so it's fine. You can read it and feel weirded out. Read the book. Okay. Watch the show. Uh, if you have any adaptions of gods yeah, or send them mythology in. that you'd like, Please do. Send them Or in. if you know any decent Irish adaptations. Yeah. Uh, send them in. Because we'd like to see that. Uh, you can contact us on uh, Twitter. We're at Mick and Ben. Uh, you can find us on Instagram on Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And you can, you can find us on YouTube. I should know you can you can find Mick on all these things. I, <laughs> ben I don't really. I, don't, I'm, I just don't like people. We covered it this week. <laughs> I'll probably be reading a book somewhere. Okay. Uh, if you're watching this on the YouTube version, leave a comment down below on any gods. If you're an Indian person watching this, tell us. Uh, oh, please let us know what what you think about. Is there an Indian Avengers? In Avengers. I I wasn't gonna go there. I was, that's it. Such a down note to finish on. Quick, play the Wonder Woman music again. <laughs> make make it all, make it all stop.